We are here. We are here. Welcome back. It's been a little bit since we've had a episode posted, but thanks for your patience. Thank you. And we're going to do a few more answers to questions before we get back into the verse by verse. So, or, <laughs> verse by verse. <laughs> I'm getting it all mixed up here. All right. Um, this question is from Sterling. Hmm. I sense some conflict between Matthew. Wait, have we read we this one? That. Damn it. Sorry. When you start Restart. off with some conflict. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Should we restart the recording? No. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Okay. Does it go without saying that in Matthew 8, 11 through 12, where it says, many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Do you know what I'm referring to? Yeah. Okay. Does it go without saying that in those verses, the, addre the addresses are partly the new believers from the Gentiles, but on the other hand, the people with the sinister... The I'm so sorry. I have such a hard time reading these questions. It's okay. Does it go without saying that these verses... The addresses are partly the new believers from the Gentiles, okay. but on the other hand, the people with sinister prospects are the culpable majority of the nation of Israel who would pay a heavy price of the last day. I think it goes without saying. It <laughs> God, I'm sorry to the asker of the question. No, Sterling, <laughs> it's good. It goes without saying. Yes, okay. I think you are dead on. The follow-up question might repeat it, but or could these verses refer to the castle walls of the New Jerusalem that divide the resurrected souls? Show, man's deep. I, that's all speculation. I don't know. Okay. No answer. Okay. It's possible. Keep asking them though. These no, are good. Stone's a deep thinker. He, yeah. he he's got his stuff, man. Okay, that. we'll go to a question from Charles. Um, hi, Sean and Miss Delaney. The question I have is about prayer and how to speak to God. Prayer is the greatest power God has given us. In Matthew 6, Jesus taught us how to pray, but I don't, but I do not believe the words to say. Rather, it provides a structure to follow. If I find it hard to pray, is it because I don't have a, rel a relationship with God? In, in John 18, 1, Jesus shows the relationship he has between him and the Father, saying, Father, the, the hour has come, glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. Returning to the Lord's Prayer, <clears throat> there's much we can explore, but the main thing I want to know is this. Jesus instructs one to pray that God's will be done over our own. How do we know what God's will is? Is it always within the Bible? Should we pray like this? Example, Father, your word says ABC. I have this situation XYZ in my life. Therefore, I stand on scripture and bring XYZ before you. You get the question. Well, for me personally, it's far, far, far less formulaic. Mm -hmm. To me, it's uh, you. We often just pray to, to me, we pray so that our will will be in harmony with his will. Uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I don't, I don't see to pray to try to get our wants done because in the end we walk by faith mm -hmm. and we want to agree with his will in our lives. So I have always, and I don't do much formulaic praying, like 
this is the time I'll pray. I just talk. Mm. I just talk because he's in us. Mm -hmm. It's a relationship. So I don't do the formal prayer, praying it like I used to when I was religious. Mm -hmm. It's just more talking and I don't have a, a set way of doing it. You might have noticed that when uh, Grady prays, his dad, he, it's, it, he's the same way. It's just a relationship. Mm -hmm. So all the formulaic stuff of the New Testament, I think maybe had a place then and there, but I'm not sure anymore. Do you feel like it's the practice itself of just talking to him is what aligns us with his will, sort of? I think like it there. helps us to, and you know, it, and it doesn't mean that we'll get mm -hmm. it. It doesn't mean we'll agree with him, mm -hmm. you know? You know, it's like he knows all things. He's going to do his will. He's sovereign. Then why are we asking him? It's all mm -hmm. these questions. To me, it's just like, I trust that you help me to be in your will. Mm -hmm. Help me. And if you were to describe that will, you're, you started in Job this week. And like that will is kind of maybe different than what I thought. Yeah, because we don't know it. We, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, everybody wants their whole family to grow up safely. Mm -hmm. But his will is sometimes, and they pray every day for that, and his will is sometimes no. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what to say to that. Mm -hmm. I don't think we know his will. I think he's mysterious, and he does what he uh, needs to do, and we either accept it or we don't. Do you think his will is set? No. He's going will, off of... Yeah, and this is how I significantly differ with evangelicals, is I believe that because he is love, his will uh, and actions change according to our lives. You know, it's like when you girls were young, my will was something. Mm -hmm. As you grew up and you started making decisions in different ways, my if my will, it would have been, no, we're going to mm -hmm. stay Mormon and you're going to... No, but... As an apparent, you change with where your kids are going. Yeah. And I think God does that more than anybody. That's how he's changeable. Yeah. yeah. And that's how he's not this, I am this fire. You come to me and be burned or not. No, he's extending constantly, changing his mind. That, That's pretty cool because it gives more motivation, in my opinion, to like open it up for him. Yeah. Like... If, if the will was already established, then what you're going to do is what you're going to do. And like, mm -hmm. you can't do much else, but like it encourages you to push a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Good question, Charles. Very good question, Charles. He has another, but let's get all the different questions going first. So Anonymous says, do we really need to be fully immersion baptized? No. <laughs> we don't need to be f anything. We don't need to be anything mm -hmm. because Jesus did it all. He had the faith. He had the love. We disbelieve, mm -hmm. you know, and depending on how you're moved, then everything else falls in. But no, we don't have to do anything. Do we need to be baptized at all? No. Where, where did the idea of full immersion baptism come from? Well, I mean, it's, there's a lot of things that are happening, like, where did Jesus go to be baptized? Jordan, because there was much water there. Mm. Well, why do you need much water? Couldn't you just take a cup in the city? I see. So that, you know, and so, well, there's much water so you can be immersed. Why? Because Paul says we're supposed to be buried with Christ through baptism. 
and raised to new life. So you put all the pieces together and people say, yeah, I think immersion is the best way. Mm. But we also want to make laws out of everything. Mm -hmm. So we say, yes, you must be baptized and it must be by immersion, mm -hmm. right? And if your pinky comes up, you're not bad. And, and immersion's not even a word in the Bible. He dipped him. It's really, he dipped. Hmm. Yeah. Well, this person who's asking might not know who you are. So mm. I know where your opinions come from. So it's helpful. Okay. Christian mm -hmm. says, hi, Sean. What do you think is the strongest argument for Trinitarianism? I followed your ministry in 2014 as an 18, 19 year old and heavily considered your viewpoint on the Trinity. Over the years, I've come to embrace the orthodox view of the Trinity as the essential truth, but I'm always listening to other viewpoints. Well, I mean, the, the best view of the Trinity is there are three and they're mentioned. Father, Son, yeah. and Holy Spirit. There's your strongest support. There are three expressions. You know? Right. But if you want the best a support for the Trinity as it's been creedally described. Mm -hmm. uh, no idea. What's the what's the thing that people like hang their argument on when they fight you on your view of the Trinity? A true Trinitarian fights me on me saying I don't believe there were three persons. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, they that's like part and parcel three persons it like persons existing before yeah. time sort yes. of thing okay that make up the one god okay yeah. that's that's their that's their best argument then that's essential because Trinitarianism. there's three persons <laughs> yeah. and so they will be a stickler if you say and the holy spirit it they'll say not it mm -hmm. the holy spirit he they will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If they're if they know Trinitarianism, yeah, they'll correct you. No, no, no. The Holy Spirit, he, he the Holy Spirit's a male. Yes. Is it a person? Yes. It's not an it. They're big on that. I think the spirit is the spirit of the father and the son. And mm -hmm. I think that two is a far more representative configuration in scripture than three. And where do they base the the pre-existence of these persons on like what verse when jesus will say something like before abraham was i oh. am then he has made himself i have no problem with uh, the be the being jesus as god mm -hmm. uh having a pre-existent state mm -hmm. yeah and they and they all say uh, what they do is they say if you're not a trinitarian you deny the uh deity of christ they automatically just say that. And that's not true with me yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. But totally. I don't, I don't make him a uh, little person next to his dad, yeah. next to the Holy spirit, the cousin who are three persons. Like they have the only claim to yeah. deity over of Christ. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They, they get, they're the only ones because our way <laughs> and they just are so blind to it. They can't see that. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. And you too, Christian. <laughs> we'll do a few more. Um, where are we at? Oh, 11 minutes. We're getting through them. Just goes like that when you're with Delaney. <laughs> this is from not, this is from worldchristianfaith.blogspot.com. They Thank want you, you to know. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, does Exodus 21, 2 through 6 allow for marriage that is premeditatively planned to last a temporary duration and not a lifetime to be considered ethical in some situations? <laughs> does the employer give an employee a woman to marry in such a manner that they are no longer married when the employment ends. Oh my goodness. Way beyond my pay grade. <laughs> I have to be looking at the text and my study of it to even respond and haven't even gotten to Exodus. Okay. I am not equipped to answer that. All I can say is marriage is a is a central figure in all that God does. Okay. Yeah. He uh they refer to a lot of different verses. So if yeah. you ever wanna Check that out. Check that out. All right, man. <laughs> when are you going to hit Exodus? Is that after planned? Jo after Jobian. You're doing... <laughs> okay. Stay tuned for his... Mm -hmm. When he gets to Exodus 21 in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's do one, maybe two more. Mr. Sean, this question focuses on depression and being Christian. Hmm. The Bible is full of passages about depression as well as anxiety and sorry, and stress, the three major mental health concerns. Uh, he cites Proverbs 12, 25, and that it mentions depression directly. Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Um, and even our Lord Jesus, who while praying in the Garden of Gethsemane was overwhelmed with sorrow Charles Spurgeon is a well-known preacher for the 19th century, also struggled with depression. He wrote, my spirits were so low, I could weep by the hour of a child, by the hour like a child, and yet not know what I wept for. I think it's fascinating that the living word knew this as being a major concern. Is depression considered a sin because a believer cannot admit it? They think that, they think that would be admitting a spiritual problem because he cites Proverbs fifteen thirteen, saying a merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. As a Christian, how should we deal with depression is the <laughs> final sentence. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I don't think any of those passages can be used as, you know, uh, a prescriptive thing on whether depression's okay or not. Look at, first of all, the Psalms and Proverbs, Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, Job, they're all, they're all speaking about the human condition. How much of that's inspired? How much of it's true? There's a lot of stuff in there that is just not applicable once Christ came and did what he did. So I think the human condition is full of difficulty, depression included. And I don't think it has anything to do with your being Christian. I think your depression will affect your faith. It'll affect your love. But bottom line, go back to the main thing we stand on. Jesus did it all. And now through him, we might be able to get some reprieve from some of those things, but maybe not. I get depressed. I get depressed all the time. No one can tell me because I get depressed because of my chemicals that I'm lesser of a Christian than someone who doesn't. Mm. So like you pointed out in your letter or your email, Jesus got, you know, bummed out. Everybody gets bummed out. You know, this is a bummed out place. 
So, and actually the more you know about him and the closer you draw to him, the more bummed out you get because this place offers you less and less. Mm -hmm. So I think actually, to be honest, I think being depressed is more of a description of a Christian mm -hmm. than it is of the exception. Yeah, I wanted to ask if they're like actually correlated. Yeah, oh yeah, that's mm -hmm. why Spurgeon I think was. Mm -hmm. When you're dying to your flesh, that gets to be really a bummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that here. There's waves of depression when you, especially with like the idea of fulfillment and oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Very hard. Very hard. Hmm. Thank you for that question. Um. Okay. Maybe we can call it there. Calling it. And on to the next one. All right. Okay.